episode 414, 414, Global from Asia. I am in Copenhagen Airport. This week's show, I actually have Amazon Global Selling, Business Development, Guru and friend Max here sharing at a meetup we did in Chiang Mai, Thailand. So let's tune in. Welcome to the Global from Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now your host, Michael Michelini. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to or watch maybe our Global from Asia podcast. This one I think is pretty amazing. We have the global selling team, BizDev guy, uh, Max. He'll also be at Cross Border Summit, giving a little speech and networking with sellers there. So I'm super excited for that. And I am still here in Copenhagen Airport. I'm going to have to go through Copenhagen, Prague, Vienna, Bangkok, and then Chiang Mai for the next uh, 28 hours or so. Anyways, let's tune into the show and then after the show I'll talk about some of my experiences with, with Max and the Amazon Thailand team as well as some hints of what to expect for Cross Border Summit. Let's tune in. Alright, we have Tommy, the sales manager at Cross Better Logistics. How are you Tommy? Hi, how are you? We just got to meet here in Shenzhen, China. It's great. They support the show at Global From Asia and that we also use them ourselves for many of our brands and e-commerce businesses and Tommy really cares. They always are trying to help us save money, you know, not you have some products you keep for us in China, you have some products you keep for us in the US warehouse and I really appreciate that and you'll, you can talk to this seller, right? You can give them your advice. You work with many Chinese sellers a lot, right? And you can help help the sellers understand more. Yeah, we are very professional for the shipment to USA and Canada. Also, we have warehouse in USA and Canada. We can help our factories, suppliers, sellers for the shipment. Yes. Yeah, yeah. For yes. the e-commerce business. Yep, and you even keep stuff in China too. So sometimes if you have the limitations of sending too much to Amazon, you can keep it here in China with with uh, Cross Better, or you can send, of course, to the U.S. warehouse. They have many different options, and they're always trying their best to find uh, find out what's the best solution for you. So yeah. definitely talk to Tommy, talk to Cross Better, and thank you for your uh, support of the community. Yes, we have good pricing and better service. Yes. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you for joining our Chiang Mai e-commerce meetup. We have a special guest, Max, here from. Amazon Global Selling Team in Thailand, right? Is that Global yep. Selling Team? Yeah, Amazon Global Selling Thailand. Which is, the role is to, so Global Selling is basically to help find more, or just encourage to onboard sellers and, and, and to support sellers, is that yeah, the purpose? Yeah, absolutely. So the team in Thailand, our main priority is to help Thai businesses or anyone who's based in Thailand, you don't have to be a Thai nationality. Um, but if you're based in Thailand and you want to sell um, cross-border e-commerce to Amazon.com in the US, then the team here in Thailand is here to hopefully help you and make your journey a bit less painful. Because selling on Amazon, you know, it's, it's not hard, but it's, at the same time, it's not, it's not a piece of cake either, as I'm sure most of you are aware. So yeah, the, the team in Thailand is, is here to help everyone on that. And you know, we do have a few different teams in Thailand. We have 
one who's looking after marketing, one who's looking after the sellers themselves. So, you know, if you've been selling for quite a number of years and you probably have an account manager helping you out. But I'm from the business development team. And what my team does, basically we find new sellers. We recruit partners to help our seller journey a bit easier. So let's say you got a ship from Thailand to the US, but you know, <coughs> shipping is so expensive, then you, know, you can let, let me know and then we'll find more shipping partners who can give you more affordable prices. And I guess the other thing that I personally like to do is to actually listen to the seller's complaints <laughs> because that's the only way we can really improve and, and you know fix different issues better. So today, please, if you have any questions or any pressing concerns, anything you want to shout about regarding <laughs> your Amazon selling journey, you know, I'm, I'm all ears. Uh, Great. Think of me as a friend, not as someone who's from Amazon. Yeah, thanks, Max. Yeah, Max is, I've got a pleasure to, to, to get to know you over over the time here. And yeah, he, he keeps, you, you're a seller, you've been a seller yourself, right? Yeah, I have, I have. So I, when I first started working for Amazon, you know, I, I felt like I didn't speak the same language as a seller, because I have no selling experience at all. So I actually started a few um, of my own Amazon brands. And you know, it's not something that's forbidden. Um, it's something that the company actually encourages, so you understand the selling journey better. And I've started, I think, three three brands. Cool. And I've lost <laughs> 700K, yeah, Thai baht in total. You lost. I lost. I lost. <laughs> I lost. I lost money. But don't they preference, you don't get like special treatment as an employee? No, 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 no. I, we, we don't. Nothing. So we start from zero like everyone else. But in terms of like having access, finding like the right shipping partner, finding you know the best person to take photographs of your listing. Of course, I know that, right? But even with access to that, you know, I still lost 700k of my own money that I cannot reimburse from Amazon. Oh, so you know, I we're in the same boat. You know, I've I've gone yeah. through all the pain of having your inventory stuck at FBA. Suddenly having your ace and yanks, having your account ban, you know, I've gone through all that already. So I, I know how it feels. Yeah, I mean, we, we were, uh, well, my last part for that, and I got last two questions, but my last, it's kind of a funny part, but you also have to go through seller support. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he still has to go through seller support. He was telling me Jesus. he had an account problem, and even <laughs> he works inside Amazon in, in business development of global selling. He has to contact through online, through the normal channel. Yeah, so he's I, been through all the same pain that most sellers have been. I have to do my own identity verification when I open the account. You know, I have to show, I work for Amazon, you really don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, so let's open the floor for questions. Annie, I think has one to start. I would start. like to know how you lost 700k. <laughs> what was the mistake? Like, obviously that's valuable information, so we don't do it. Yeah, how did you lose 700k? So, so I tried a few different ways, because on, if you, when you're selling on Amazon, you can, you can become a brand owner, you can do private labeling, or you can do ASIN matching and become a reseller, right? So, of course, I, I tried the hardest way first, which is building my own brand. So I did some research on Jungle Scout, and for some reason I, I was convinced that the next product, the next big hit would be traveling coffee drip bags. 
yeah, so let's say you, you like fresh coffee, right? But you don't want to, you know, you want to go camping or you're traveling out of town. Okay, so yeah, I, I came across that um, product. And you know, coffee is actually something that's grown a lot here in, in northern region of Thailand, so I can source it quite not too expensive. So my price was right. But then I think the first mistake I did was I maximized the MOQ with the, man mm. with the manufacturer. So the first shipment, my only thought was maximizing profit, not about like getting reviews, getting ratings, but I wanted to make sure every unit I sold, I made as much profit as possible. Yeah, so I, I maximized uh, the coffee order shipment, I maximized the boxes, and I ended up sending in like 300 kilos worth of, <laughs> of coffee drip bags. I think that alone is K, 400K. Yeah, so that's, that's how I lost the bulk of the money. And you know, I, I didn't allocate enough funds for advertising, which was probably <laughs> a really stupid idea because you know, if you don't advertise, nobody's gonna buy your product. But I did make some sales. I sold to my mom, <laughs> sold to my dad, my auntie, my uncle, my sister, yeah, in the US. Basically, yes, I, please just buy one product. But you know, the good thing is my, my mom now, she lives in Connecticut. She has, I think, three years supply of coffee. <laughs> so yeah, it ended up being a good son. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's how I lost uh, the bulk of the money from, from the first business. And then the other one that I did after coffee was actually jewelry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like handmade jewelry, that kind of stuff. But you know, I, like, if you look at me, I don't look like a guy who knows a lot about jewelry. <laughs> right. So I, I didn't know how to pick the right products. I didn't know like how to like get the best content across. So, you know, it's something that's so far removed from me. And then for the third business idea, I tried matching ASINs, reselling. Yeah, and then I got kicked out by the brand owner. Yeah. So some lessons, I guess, that I can pull from that is that I've maybe ordered too many coffee was the first yeah, one. I think, I think maybe too much inventory. I think it was focused on the wrong thing. I think when I first started off, I, all I wanted to do was to make sure every unit I sold was profitable when you know if I you know if I had perfect vision in hindsight I would probably be focused more on like brand building awareness and just getting more eyeballs on the product as opposed to just thinking about you know I sell this I make X amount yeah did you sorry did you do like a inventory calculation so you could adjust how much you would buy over a period of time you just went for it I just went for it so you didn't even know how much supply nah. you're buying <laughs> nah. Yeah. Just like, so the, the manufacturers said they wanted like uh, 2,000 coffee drip bags okay. for me to get the lowest prices. And they said, okay, sure. <laughs> I want the lowest prices, uh, you know, it's, mm. yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Kat, please. <laughs> and do you like support only Amazon.com sellers or also EU and UK and other marketplaces, Japan? And so that's a, that's a very good question. There's been some changes in the past. So at one point we supported EU, right? But at the moment we only support .com, the US. You're, I don't sell in Europe, I, I, I did maybe a long time ago, not in Amazon, but like just normal B2C. Mm. But yeah, Europe is very complex. But I think that's exactly. also an opportunity, right? Yeah. Uh, some of my friends only focus on Europe and they make good money because they know how to sell there. But it's like a skill in itself, just selling in Europe. 
we went to the UK and the EU first, and then we went to the wow. US. So we did it kind of the, um, and Japan as well, and then we went to the US in the end. But then it's easy to set it up. Yeah. I mean, just just speaking personally, you know, not this has no like, you know, no yeah, okay, no reflection on Amazon decision or anything like that. But if you're asking me, I mean, if you look at the average Thai seller, it's significantly different from this bunch, right? So if we were to ask them to focus on US, EU, UK at the same time, it would probably be too much of an ask. Yeah. So you know, just direct their attention on the biggest market, which is US first. But then again, particularly Middle East, Australia, we've, we've, we've had a lot of interest from sellers, but at the moment we, we can't support yet. Okay. What's the language? Okay. Sorry. No, go ahead. I'm just trying to, yeah, I'm looking for questions. Go ahead. What's the language they use in EU platform? Depends on the country. If it's UK, then it's okay. pretty similar to the US. I mean, you need to localize certain keywords like pajamas and onesies. That, you know, that kind so, of stuff. So there's actually different. Domains, I think different there's lots, lots of languages okay. in yeah. lot, so thirteen. So I think. How do maybe? you categorize like EU and US? If if ah. every country has their own URL of Amazon. So it's basically Amazon US, and then initially it was Amazon US and Amazon Europe, and then okay. Brexit happened, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's Amazon UK and Continental Europe. When you move across the pond to Continental Europe. It's essentially setting up new businesses in those countries. Right, but so for different languages, what you're saying is the EU platform actually has multiple languages. Yeah. But so it's not multiple sites. Multiple sites. Yeah. There's Amazon.de, Amazon.co.uk, all of them. Okay. But the way it works is there's Seller Central. Seller right, Central, right. and then there's the customers. Kind of thing. There's exactly. the customer okay. side, and there's the seller side. Seller side is Seller Central. Okay. Customer side is dot co dot co dot uk yeah. uh, dot, dot e dot all of them uh, but then you actually have to apply to, mm. it's like kyc they call right, it right. you got to apply your tax your vat uh, right. and that's i think every i don't know i don't know i don't even know the anymore she might know better yeah like <laughs> and you can join pan european which makes it kind of easier like you need to be maybe invited now i'm not sure but the tax thing, like you need accounts in the EU to like manage the VAT stuff because you're 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 importing the product in, and when you import, you'll pay VAT, and then Amazon, like you also have to pay the VAT on the product when you sell it, and they should actually counteract, and you have mm. to get all the documents, and you need someone to do that. Mm. Unless you want to do it. <laughs> so the way I look at it, though, is it's not really Amazon's policy; it's those governments' policies. Yeah. 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 So like, well, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, if I mean, I think if Amazon had to choose, they would they would just want to make as much money as possible. They don't really. They would, I mean, I'm not <laughs> saying them specifically, but any marketplace just wants to sell, right? They don't want to do KYC and tax. They just, sure. but they think they have to to stay in compliance with that country and not get banned. But they don't, they don't pay the tax, the seller does, and that's what's you know, smart in one way, but unfortunate for the seller because Amazon says you're selling it, not me, so you have to pay the 23% VAT to mm -hmm. Italy, for example, because when you're selling to the US, there's hardly any import tax or yep. VAT and stuff, but in, in the EU, you're looking at like a 20% average. So everything, yeah, so you need accounts for mm. that to make sure you don't. You just have to register for the packaging for Germany. 
not not for Amazon because we're going to do Germany on dot com. Mm -hmm. We just had to register for packaging before we could send the stuff off. So you have to register for the packaging and how much packaging you're going to use that year, and then you pay that. Oh, that's the sustainability, like the carbon footprint yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and they're really like it's crazy. But yeah. I had a really good order, so I did it. So normally I blank out Germany on, on, on all my stuff, yeah, because it's a real pain in the ass. <laughs> but on Etsy, I just got this. He tried to buy it on my website, which has blanked out Germany, but I hadn't blanked it out on Etsy. Mm -hmm. So Etsy took the sale, and it was too too good a sale, so I had to register for the, for the packaging. So I got it now. But mm -hmm. how much cardboard are you going to use? How much plastic are you going to use? Yeah. Um, Oh, and then you've got to have an agent for it as well. So you have to have the agent, so you have to six up the agent, and then and then you have to pay your, your upfront and get your code number, and that has to go with the envelope that you send the stuff with. Painful. My husband's German, so I know. Yeah. All about that yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, back to Thailand. <laughs> so you said earlier, of course, there's, we welcome Thai. There's some Thai sellers here. We more than welcome Thai sellers to our events, to the community, but maybe it's the language barrier or other reasons they're not so active in this meetup. But you, you support seller. Do they have to have a Thai company or Thai seller account? What, what, what are some things that you would need to be if, under your... If the proprietor is based in Thailand, then we can definitely support. We have a lot of the expat community selling on Amazon and being based in Thailand and anyways. Okay. So we have a big community in Chiang Mai, of course, and similarly large one in Phuket. Interesting. Yeah. So if, if, if you're physically here, then you know, we, we can help you. Out. <laughs> Meet Max. <laughs> <laughs> like you provide your bills or something? Yeah, like apartment rental agreement, okay. some stuff like that. It doesn't have to have a company. You can register as an individual or, or as a company I when you open so your account. How do you get paid then? Well, I Pioneer. think there's... Hmm? Pioneer? Yeah, but Pioneer won't, won't take you on unless they've got a company account, will they? You have to have a company now. You're, on PayPal you do as well. If you, if you want to trade, you have to have it. They won't take you on without it. So you can only set up... Hmm. We lost our PayPal account for 12 months nearly. We couldn't sell anything for 12 months. Unless you had a PayPal account in America or something like that. But the Thai government, you had to register your company with PayPal just to get the PayPal account. I didn't know PayPal still active. Yeah, they are. It's called PayPal Thailand now. I thought they were just recently introduced the back in Thailand or something. Yeah, there's a new PayPal Thailand. I haven't seen PayPal Thailand, but you can only have, you can't, you can't, if you're, even if you're Thai, open a PayPal account. You can't. You have to have a company. Yeah, oh, okay. to open up a PayPal account. So for the for 12 months up until a couple of months of this year, the last 12 months, we weren't able to take any money off our website. Everything just went dead. Etsy went dead, everything. We couldn't, we couldn't sell anything. Yeah, it was a big problem. It cost us a fortune. So I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think there's two parts to this. I think, like, I, I'm a sell. Most of my sell, I have a few seller accounts I mentioned last week through different businesses and partnerships. One is a Thailand company with a Thailand seller account, but others are U.S. companies with U.S. seller accounts. But Max says he can still help me because I'm here, even mm -hmm. though I have a U.S. seller account. So I think there's the support from global selling, and then there's actually, like you said, the corporate, the tax. 
I think what Max says is if you're here, you can get their support. Hmm. It's a bit different. Yeah, so there's two different. Understand. I'm, I'm not too sure about PayPal because I don't think you can receive your funds from Amazon through PayPal, anyways. No, you can't. But Payoneer. through through Payoneer. Yeah, I got Payoneer. I think you can use just an ID card. You don't need to register a company. I mean, there was I there's one woman here that comes that she has an individual. She's not a Thai, but that was earlier. It might be changing, but I guess I like Max I can be the one you who with knows. the Payoneer team and help you out with that because I mean, last I spoke with them, they. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll give them a call um, because last I spoke with them, they, they didn't require like a company registration. Um, you can get a tax ID here as an individual, even as a non-Thai, you can get a tax ID in Thailand. I'm not, I, I, I agree with you, I recommend using a company for, for for you know, Linz and everyone, I, I would not recommend doing it as individual anyways. I use companies to sell online, so I would not recommend it, even if it... Again, I wouldn't open a company here. I'd open it in Delaware or somewhere like that. Yeah, so that's what I do. I got one in the UK, which I was going to flip it to. So I was going to flip the whole company over to the UK. It's all set up and running. Yeah, I remember that. So much shit. <laughs> but the main point I think is I want to highlight is you can get the global selling support even if you don't have a Thai seller account and you're selling with the US account or other countries but if you're like located here I think you could talk to Max to get some support. Sure, support's quite good. Uh, no on that okay. note can you have a company like selling through a company but receive the funds in your personal bank account through Amazon? I wouldn't well, I'll let him answer that. But <laughs> usually it has to match. Usually the name, they're very strict about the name of the bank yeah. matching the company, the matching. They They've been up, they, they keep increasing the, they increase it. They call it the Inform Act now. They say it's a mm. U.S. government thing, I-N-F-O-R-M. You can't mix, you, if you're a company, a business account, your, your bank needs to match the name. You can't crisscross. It's and getting more and more strict. Pedantic. Once we had like we're called be conscious, and there was like a space between yeah. Conscious, but it was I had a comma once. There, yeah. And then it was like they shut us down. Yeah. Amazon. Yeah, you got to I had to ask my bank because I had you know in in the, in the U.S. has ink, but I sometimes put comma ink. Mm. So I say company name comma ink. Yeah, not gonna work. And then <laughs> sometimes I don't put comma ink. I just put the company name Inc. And it didn't match the bank statements and like the seller accounts and then they, yeah. The other thing you've got to do here is if you have a company here and, and anyone wants your paperwork for your company, yeah, you've got to go all the way, every three months you've got to go up to where your company is registered in Chiang Mai and get all the paperwork again every three months just to get a bank statement or anything. It's crazy. The paperwork. Yeah, so Ian, Ian, so you sell through a Thai seller account, right? Yeah. yeah. And you're dealing? Yeah, yeah. I think, it, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I think you are using but a Thailand company. Have, anything you do here, if you've got a company, like, you have to have, you know, all the paperwork. And then, so every couple of years, they'll ask you for it all again, so you have to go for it all again. And if you slip through the net, I'm getting your money through. Because we had the old paper for quite a long time. And then they switched to Thailand.
but we carried on for about a month or so. It was okay. And then they wanted all the paperwork again. Okay. Thanks, Ian. So, anybody? I saw some people squeezing their hands up. Yeah, Eric. A simple question, Eric? which maybe is not even relevant, but um, last night I got a phone call from some guy, and he clearly is from the United States. You know, he just thought he's from the U.S. And he says, "You sell those, whatever I sell." I said, "Yeah." He says, "I want to buy some." I said, "Okay, great. I'll just go to Amazon and buy them." I don't want to buy them from Amazon. So I said, "Well." It's really better if you buy it from Amazon. But then I thought, if, I, if, he, if he paid me through my PayPal account and I did a removable order from Amazon and just mailed it to him, it doesn't need to be a removal or you can do a Amazon yeah. self-fulfilled. Yeah. I mean, uh, I forgot the, you can just ship it to him. You don't got to do a removal. Really? Yeah, they, you can sell on multiple channels. Yeah, so some people sell on Walmart or other channels. Uh, I think it's MCF. I forget that. You can use the message repo. Yeah, definitely. And you, you can, Prime. How much does Amazon charge? There's a few fees. You know, there's a lot of fees. Actually, it costs more than selling it on FBA. I compared it. Now it's just yeah, it's very expensive, and we have a three. We have another because we have a website and we have Amazon, so mm -hmm. we have a three PL that sells our e-commerce or our wholesale orders, and the price of shipping has gone up considerably in the US. So is is your three PL less expensive than? Using well, Amazon this to was, fill? Well, I've never actually, this is something that I'm about to do is look into the fulfillment service from Amazon. So I'd like to know where you can find that information and how, how does that work? I, I'm blessed with a good team. So they, they did the math for me. Uh, someone, I could pull it up. But I think you could, I don't know if it's in a calculator, but there's some way they give you the breakdown of the fees. We would, we, uh, maybe Ian knows. Our, our item was, say Amazon sold it was $9, yeah? they would take $9. And that was made up of shipping and, and $3 something. So Pick and pack and stuff. Yeah, it was about, yeah. six, it was about, it was about $6 for, for shipping and $3 for Amazon's commission. I've recently done two in New York, since you had to New York, or when one in California, one in New York, both of them I did expedited, would normally be six six dollars to nine. It was actually more money. Yeah, it cost they more. They were actually charging. They sold it, shipped. Yeah, like so. One of my products is a glass rimmer, so it's like for people making margaritas. And they, they can put the lime juice in one circle, and the other circle you put like salt or sugar. Yeah, it's it's made in Thailand, and I I sell it. And to, we, were, we actually are approved on Amazon, you, I mean, on Walmart. And we we're thinking to use Amazon's shipping to sell on Walmart, because you can also take off the Amazon logo on the box when you do this merchant fulfilled. You can ask them to do you that. Can take off. That was, and can they do plastic free as well, you think? That one I'm not sure about. But all I remember was is it cost me like 6 or $7 to do a fulfillment of that glass rimmer on Amazon for a customer. It was like 9 or 10 if I sold it on Walmart and used the shipping and fulfillment from Amazon. Yeah, I told, I talked to Walmart. I, I know they hate 
well, of course, they're competitors <laughs> and they hated it. Like, if you if I don't use Amazon, we'll ban you. But I think maybe it's because also Amazon allows you to do without their logo. Because I think Walmart doesn't want the customer to get an Amazon yeah. package. So I don't know if maybe they even worked out between Walmart and Amazon. But Sometimes it, you, you can do plain packaging. Yeah, you can opt in for that. But not always. Sometimes it doesn't allow me to do it. So basically, my team... I, they, I let, you know, I'm happy, Christian, maybe they're watching this, but they, I said, let's just do it to see if it works, and then if, even if we lose money on the order, because we'll lose money, we can then figure it out, but they're like, they don't want to lose money, so we're not selling on Walmart right now until we figure that out, because it's like 9 or $10 to sell it on, for shipping and handling, from Amazon's warehouse for the Walmart. I'm cheaper to send it from here now. I send it with PP shipping now. Hmm. PP Shipping's a company in Bangkok. They're really good. PP Shipping? Yeah. You could ship up to just under a kilo. And they're really fast. What you do, you send it to Bangkok with Flash or one of the others. Yeah. They do three, three flights a week. One on Monday, one on Wednesday, <coughs> one on Friday. They send that to DHL straight to the States. I mean, it might go to Hong Kong first and flip over to... Mm -hmm. It goes to one place in the States. But you get your tracking within an hour of putting it on the site. So you go on to PP Shipping, yes? You put your, you put who it's going to, what it is, the weight, you weigh it, yeah? Mm -hmm. And then you then send it, put it, package it all up, then put it in an, you know, one of the plastic things, put PP Shipping on it, send it out to Bangkok, that gets there hopefully the next day, so you can catch the next flight, yeah? Then they put it on that flight, goes straight to the States, and then, but you've already got the tracking number and you've got the USPS tracking number. Is that just one B2C package? Is that just one so order or multiple orders in the bag? As many as you like it. And then they open it and then they deliver it to and all then they the... switch it off wherever it's coming. Oh, cool. So I've got the invoice in as well. So each packaging has the invoice with it. Mm -hmm. So I've got no trouble with, you know, customs or anything like that. There's another one, you know, it's just really that. I haven't lost one. And normally it takes 10 days to get there. Nine to ten days. I've had there earlier than that. Do they go um, to Europe as well? Or is, is it just the US? Or just the US, oh, unfortunately. There might be far ship for Germany or places like that because they're quite good. Yeah, so another one it, to compare. Another, yeah, so some just do straight DHL. So I, I DHL interviewed. I mean, they've gone crazy. Really so crazy. I. Oh, we use FedEx. Um, FedEx we use. And they're all my friends, so. Yeah. Fast ship are pretty good though. They've got a mix of all of them. Fastship.co.co, I think it's a domain. So another one to add to your list is Unixpress. Uh, also, they've sponsored the Cross Border Summit, which is great. And I'll be interviewing them on Friday when I go to Bangkok. But they do something similar. I'm not familiar with PP shipping. But what they, they started in China and what they, they're expanding to Thailand and what they do is they get, they have their own airplanes or they have really good rates with the airplanes. And maybe PP Ship does the same. They consolidate yours with all of their other ones as like one package. Then they deliver to the US, then they open it, then they distribute it. It's like yes, a, that's what yeah, this just goes, this goes into DHL. Yeah, DHL they. What is that? Yun, Y U N, like it's cloud in Chinese, express.com. So it only goes to one, doesn't go to New York or somewhere else, just goes to one place. Yep. And then, and then they distribute it. The beauty of it is, though, you get your tracking number. 
you know, yeah, they give you like an EMS tracking or something. Yeah, you go back onto, onto people shipping this website, yeah, and, and you've got your tracking number up. So if you're doing, say, say you're doing Etsy, and you've got to have your tracking in by within like two days or a day or whatever, you, you've got it. Just bring your tracking. But how number. many days will that take then, for example? I think you said 10. Is it 10 days? It's about 10 days. If you can get it, like, it has to be, if you, if you can get it, to PP shipping by Saturday afternoon at five o'clock, yeah? It'll be on the Monday plane. Sorry, so you send back a, a box for small boxes? Well, no, they do, the, they do that. I, 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 use, I use foil envelopes. They're really nice, they're quite bubbled and pink. And, and I just pack and put three or four of those together. No, no, they do that for you. So you just send one piece or however much they date or once it comes up, they consolidate. So the way it works is I want to sell this pen to the US and I don't want to I want to save some money. You just send this pen in your package with the with the address, they put it in a big package and they save the money because they bundle it with all the other shipments that are customers. Can she send like Four or five packages together yeah. in one head. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, you could. Like that to send it down to Bangkok. So you yeah, know, but you need it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you would need it. Each each package has got a label. Yeah. You just put them together, put them in a package, ship them down to Bangkok. Yep. They open them up. Yeah. And all the labels are on there, and everything's on there. Return labels, everything are on there. Yep. So basically, they do them for a bill. Basically, they're saving money because they consolidate it. It's a consolidation. Yeah, they 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 save money because they put it all in one plane. DHL, you took DHL Ecom that did that. Yeah. If you use Thai Post, about four weeks. Yeah, no, that's very nice. And different things. It gets lost at the airport or something. That's why I don't use them. I don't use Thai Post. <laughs> and how much you spend, like, how much you spend in shipping? For for America, I can send two items for. Yeah, of course. Very good. But I use really good packaging now. I've used bubble and use foil packaging comes from China. It's quite smart. You know, they're about that size penny what I'm sending. It's bubble and it's foil finish and it's really tough. So just to be clear, this is not really FBA. Maybe you do FBM with this, or you do FBM with that? I, I used to do FBM, but I mean, we have so much. We, we split from FBM to FBA. Yeah, so FBA, you have to send it first to Amazon. They have to check it in, yeah, then they yeah. ship it. So this kind of, these kind of like shipping services is more like maybe Shopify, maybe FBM, maybe. I don't even know if they'd accept that. Would, could you FBM from, from like Unixpress or people? Can you do FBM from Thailand? Yeah, yeah. I think all the all the carriers does it. Fast ship also do. Oh, I think yeah. <coughs> I think I did talk I to them. FBM, I just use BP shipping. Yeah. Really fast. I had a friend trying to do this, and he said that uh, he was getting quite many complaints that it's too it's slow, like a, right? The, the shipping time was roughly like ten business days. So yeah, ten if days. It's hit, if it's just like a before two weekends, so it can be like a fourteen days kind of thing. And Amazon customers, when they buy it, they're from spoiled. Them, so they, yeah. they, they complain about it. Like, some yeah. DHL Express within three to five they days, that's fine, but uh, the 10 days is a little bit on the limit, I mean, it's too much. Basically, I, the main rule is over communicate. Don't over, under promise, over deliver. So, if it's going to take 10 days, say like 14 or 20 days, and try to be so clear that it's going to, because if they buy it and they think it's three days, they get upset. See, so 
however you can, you gotta be really, really clear it's gonna take that long. By shipping in these envelopes, they go through the letterbox. So they're not sitting on the front door. So they're not going to get stolen. Got it. So it's much easier than just go through the letter. You can ask tons of stuff getting stolen in America. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Um, okay, so we got about 10 minutes left uh, for this session. I just think we can also talk to Max, Ian, and others <laughs> in networking. So, so let's do a couple Please. more questions and then we'll go into networking. I have a question yeah, for you. So, we have products that come in like a beige, like a cardboard. We use natural cardboard, plastic-free packaging. Mm -hmm. And at the moment, they have like barcodes for stores. So we always have to put the 18 barcode, like the, the Amazon barcode, we have to stick it on, on top, right? right? But then we're thinking like some of our products sell so much on Amazon that we wanted to get that code, that barcode printed on our packaging. But then the packaging is like carton. And I read somewhere that it has to be like white background for the barcode, otherwise they won't accept it. Is that true? Yes. Mm. Mm, I wouldn't. I wouldn't risk. So you're basically trying to print the barcode directly onto the packaging, On our packaging with a brown on our packaging. or something like a ba like a beige, beige, like, yeah. Like off? Is it like carton? khaki? It's just imagine card. It's like a recycled carton. Yeah, and we put anyway our barcodes on there, but if so, you're saying don't do it. Stick no, to the white. I wouldn't. Day. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Then I have another question. <laughs> Last one. I Good. No, I okay. think it's great. I believe there is somehow on Amazon there's opportunities for small business or social enterprise where you get some kind of benefit. Can you mm -hmm. tell us about those benefits sure. and how to apply for them? So I think the one that will be most relevant for you is the climate. Pledge. I'm not sure whether you've heard of it. Yeah, but it's essential. Do you have the climate pledge badge now? Yeah. So that's. I think that's one of the most beneficial things for sustainable, you know, theme businesses, where it's essentially you're being like incentivized to minimize the size of your packaging, so you don't, you know, so you reduce carbon footprint and stuff like that. But what what you get additionally, if you get the climate pledge badge, is inclusion to Launchpad which I think you are already on, if I'm not wrong. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you know, it's supposed to give you a bit more traffic, uh, a bit more uh, visibility on, on the website. So if you're already using Climate Pledge, I think the other thing you can do is uh, different affiliations. So like, you know, women-owned businesses, small-medium businesses, but whether these badges effectively increase conversion is a different issue because, you know, it's almost like a stamp of approval what you can put on your listing saying that your company you know is so and so but then it really depends on whether you're driving your traffic to the right audience in the first place mm. to see whether really those you know badges will help in the conversion but yeah these are the programs that you can definitely join and also amazon handmade mm. yeah that one will significantly reduce your fba spend uh, but at the same time you know it, there's always like both sides of the scale. So if you go on Amazon Handmade, then the inherent traffic going to Amazon hand, and, uh, Handmade page is less compared to Amazon.com main mm. website. So you kind of have to weigh the pros and cons to see whether you can test it out first. You know, if you get similar traffic, similar sales from Amazon Handmade and a significant savings from your FBA fees, then of course. But you know, if you test it out and then it's not worth it, then probably no. Okay. One. 
maybe one or two more questions, and then we'll wrap up the. Can I ask about Singapore? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't. I've sort of signed up for it, but I haven't finished signing up for it. What's it like trade-wise? Singapore. Okay. Um, Company, you mean? Yeah, or selling on Amazon in Singapore, right? Yeah. Oh, you mean selling in? Yes, Let's I clarify know. the questions. I'm in Singapore anyway, because I get people come through my website from Singapore, but. But I wondered what sort of traffic it gets because we joined Australia when they started. Oh, we ran oh. it for about six months and pulled out in the end. I still got stock over there oh, oh. Uh, and to get it sent to a friend of mine. Oh wow! Um, but hopefully they bring it back. <laughs> I mean, I am I'm definitely not not the expert because my team we only do Amazon.com. Right. But if you just look at the population, right? Yeah, it's small. Yeah. But they got money. Yeah, they definitely got money. But Aussies don't like yeah. Amazon. Yeah. I think he's talking about Singapore, I think. So 340 million in the US versus 8 million in Singapore. And of that 8 million, your real target market, the expats probably have. So 4 million. So it's essentially what, 90 times smaller? Yeah, nine, 80 times, 85 times smaller. Probably 60% of my market is Asian women anyway. It's smaller. I only do the smaller ones. So, because I specialize in that side, yeah, hmm. I have to look to where, I mean, I, Japan is also I guess it's about market. testing or maybe try to do a survey. Yeah. Try to maybe do some market research there to see if they'd buy it. You know, one so tricky like, thing like to do is, is to do ads like and sell it if you don't have it. Maybe not on Amazon itself. Or even try three FBM mm -hmm. on uh, Singapore. I don't do any I'm not saying ads, even on uh, Amazon, you could do it on Facebook, see if it's, see if, or, yeah, I guess your, your category is difficult to launch or Anyways, anyway, the best way would be somehow do some market research or even keyword research if people mm. are searching in Singapore on Amazon or other. Just a quick one because we're talking about the market. So uh -huh. if I want to target, if I want to sell on Amazon and I want to target Singapore, I have to register as a Singapore seller. Yeah, so you have to, um, you have to go Amazon dot SG and so then sign up. Every time I launch a new market, exactly. I have to be registered to that on yeah. that particular That's marketplace. Right. Correct. Yep. Okay. I, I saw a very long time ago there when I was trying to register as a seller, there was an option where you can take like I want to sell globally. You can, but typically what happens okay. is you finish the registration process for one country first, uh -huh. and then you can use a feature called build international listings. Right. And then you can kind of expand internationally, but but it doesn't automatically just show your product exactly, exactly. On every site. Because different countries got different regulations, right? So right. we can't like copy and paste a single product over to other countries. Right. For example, if something is allowed for consumption in the U.S., yeah. you might not be able to sell that in the U.K. Yeah, I know. If you're selling like high fructose corn syrup in the U.S., you know yeah. they, they drink it like water over there. But, UK, you can. I grew up in the States, I can say. I mean, sometimes it defaults to selling it cross. I forget the programs. There's so many programs in Amazon, but sometimes when you do Amazon US, there's ways that they can make it available in other markets, but it's still you're still selling as a US based seller. It's different than opening an account as a seller in those countries, but you can self cross border from like US, but 
Ah, yeah, that's that's a different thing. That's I forgot the name of that. So that's that, that's three different things, right? First, you can open your Amazon store individually in each country. That's yeah. the hardest, but also the best way in terms of like mm -hmm. driving your it ads. It requires and, a lot of energy to maintain. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Or if you are selling to a proximity country, let's say Minnesota, Canada, or Mexico, they can use. Then you can use Pan America FBA. Right. So you can just ship over there, or you can make your product available for international shipment. Right. But then, but then, the person in Singapore who wants to buy your products got to go to Amazon.com yeah. in the US yeah. and yeah. then put their Singapore address. Yeah. Yeah, so it's easiest but the worst. Right, right. Yeah. So it doesn't really, like, there is no sim simple options, I guess, to list yeah. product everywhere. So it, it's actually, it's back to your strategy. It's back mm -hmm. to your strategy. <laughs> So some sellers, I think there's three ways to grow as a, I guess not just Amazon seller, but any kind of a seller, but yeah. let's say Amazon. One way is you're doing really well with this, selling this cup on Amazon US. You could go, I guess, horizontal. Yeah. Nick's not here now, he, he's been regular here. He specializes in taking one product and going like every market of Amazon. That's one way to grow, right? You go to Dubai, you go to Australia, you go to Europe. That's one way to grow. The other way to grow is add products in the US and just stay in the US. Or variations. Or variations, right? And then the other way is it's kind of similar, but but trying to get people to you know buy more or upsell, cross sell. It's kind of similar to the second one, but usually it's called vertical or horizontal. Hmm. It's how I think. But like I did an interview with Nick on a show, and he talked about he called it horizontal. So he likes horizontal because he doesn't want to keep making new products. Right. He just kind of has to get good at logistics and all this pa paperwork in all these countries, because you got to do VAT. You got to yeah. do every country has different ways of doing it, and he kind of likes it. I, I am the opposite, so <laughs> I, I I like to I like to be creative. I like to make products. I keep making brands and products in the U.S. I only sell in the U.S. So, so it's different ways. So if the, you sell the same products but different markets, aka different stores, right? There's no consolidated. Like SKU management. Okay, you have to manage every store separately. Yeah, inventory is different. Everything's different. Yeah, you log into a different to account. Different FBA. But if you do pan European, the EU is then consolidated, yeah. and you manage it from one platform to one else, it's like you choose the EU or the US or Japan. So you have it all there, and there are tools that will like translate everything for you. Right, right. You right. can actually do the EU kind of all together. It mm -hmm. used to be UK too, but they're on the out now. Um, you can yeah. track your curtains from wherever it's manufactured to like Czech Republic, where you know importation is slightly friendlier than you know Germany, right. and then you can you know do inland European transportation, right. put it in one of the European FBA centers, and then sell it. And thank you to our sponsor, our returning sponsor, Mercury.com online bank. Well, it's a real bank, but you can do it totally online for US. Our Blimp program participants are going through this as well. Thank you, Mercury. Travis is great there. He's been on our show. He's been in our events. We're going to have another event where we will have them attending as well. And if you want to get a little bonus for you and us, if you sign up and do some special circumstances, you can go to globalformasia.com slash Mercury. I also have a video tutorial that we use even for the Blimp people. I use the same exact video to learn how to use it. I hope you can check it out totally free why not see you there so thank you all for listening or watching this episode 404 of amazon thailand 
we had fun. I mean, Max is so, he keeps it so real, you know, he's so genuine, the good, the bad, the ugly. I really appreciate him sharing with us. I've, you know, I've met a lot of their team in Bangkok, as well as in Chiang Mai, with the conferences also in Singapore. Um, they're really helpful here, very supportive. Also, they're going to be very supportive at the Cross-Border Summit. They'll be, uh, Max will be sharing there. They're going to have a few other reps uh, there to talk to you that are attending to help you. There are ways, I think he said in the, in the recording as well, there are ways that you can um, get support here in Thailand, even if you're not maybe a Thai person or Thai company. Cool planes over here. So it's just what it's all about, you know, new border, open borders, new beginnings. And, you know, I've been, I've been really su pleasantly surprised with the, the connections I've made with Amazon here in, in Thailand and uh, Singapore, global selling team. So I hope to extend that over, but the flight is preparing to go. So I'm going to keep this one shorter. Thanks for watching. Have a great day. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.